Welcome to the Sun Striders podcast. Walk talks for our free health and fitness community program to include educational talks with doctors, health coaches, and fun trivia topics. Brought to you by your insurance agency. Um, I have with us today uh, a special guest, Dr. Medina Culver, D.O. She is with Wickler Family Practice right here in Henderson, Nevada, right off uh, the Interstate 215 and Pecos. Anyway, I'd like to, I wanted to have time with a, a physician to kind of explain how managed care is changing and how relationships, relationships are changing and what, what, how do we work with our doctors today and what does healthcare look like today going in the future? Because we all know our society has changed tremendously. So um, welcome, Dr. Medina Culver. I know you said we could be informal, so I'd like to call you Medina. It's easier to say that. <laughs> That's totally fine. Yes, it's completely easier to say that. It's a tough first name, but it's, it's easier than the whole thing. So I'm good with it. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you and welcome. Um, I have thank a question. you. I have a question for you that um, I know I have this question. I can't tell you how many countless times because yeah. you are a D.O. versus an M.D. And people get so confused and saying, well, are, what, are they a doctor? What does that mean? And so can you take a moment to explain what a D.O. is versus an M.D. for our audience? Oh my gosh, completely I can. And I get that question so often too, you know, and it's like, what the heck is the difference between the two of them? Um, so they both are four years of medical school. Um, one is a DO school and one is an MD school. They all do the same curriculum, except that as a DO, there is additional modalities in manual medicine training that we learn throughout our four years of medical school. Um, afterwards, we both graduate after four years and go on to residencies, and they are the same for DOs versus MDs. And in fact, some residencies have integrated to um, to be both. So I actually went I went to a DO medical school and then went to an MD residency, which all that that means is, you know, really no difference at all. <laughs> um, we all mm -hmm. learn about medicine. I think a lot of times DOs have a little bit more focus in their preventative care and, um, you know, sometimes maybe a little bit more humanistic at times. Um, but mm -hmm. like I said, there's really no difference. We can both prescribe medications. We both, you know, can do anything from family medicine to general surgery to vascular surgery and anything in between. So um, a lot of times people do have a preference as to, you know, what they would like to see. Um, and But honestly, there is there is not much difference at all. So, and especially now as DO schools continue to become more popular and more prevalent, I think we're just going to start to see more and more DO physicians um, pop up everywhere, which is great. So, very excited. Good. You know, um, I have a DO because my doctor is Dr. Eric Wickler of Work with Family Practice, but Prior to him, I had a DO that was in another small town here in Nevada who I went to. And, and the first time I experienced him, he was, he was different because he was pulling in more of the holistic side of things, which I, I'm very fond of. I like doing things differently. I like pulling in. I know some people may be thinking um, this may be strange, but I love going to chiropractic. I love doing. Um, yeah. Other, Even I like acupuncture. Acupuncture. Great. I go. I do my acupuncture, and I've had some DOs even go that far. Again, this is a long, long time ago. I don't think they do that really anymore. 
but it was, I enjoyed having that other way of thinking rather than, I guess, quick to prescribe a pill. Exactly. And I think that's what a lot of people are interested in these days. You know, it's just having a conversation with their physician about what can I change in my life? You know, maybe I'm not eating correctly. Maybe I'm not exercising. Maybe I'm not taking the right supplements. Maybe there's other options that I can do that don't involve just prescribing a pill. And it also having that conversation, I think, with your physician as well creates um, just more trust. Right. It creates that relationship, which is what we're all looking for at the end of the day is having that trust in our physician and being able to have a conversation with, about them and uh, or with them gosh not about them but i always tell um my patients too i say this is a partnership so it's it's about what you want and it's your body and and my job here is to just help you be as healthy as possible and i i am definitely one that does not jump to a pill first great you know i think the other thing that has been a challenge these days is that we hear we're getting all these i think i'm personally in my world because i'm in the insurance world I feel like yeah. I'm getting a mixed message when it comes to, to healthcare regarding managed care and versus fee for service and which is better and why is why are we shifting towards managed care and what's the value and what how does there change the relationship with my doctors and am I getting am I getting less care because of managed care? I just dumped a dump a big question there on you. <laughs> I know, I'm like, I need to take some notes for this question. <laughs> so um, what is, how is managed, let's just start off with the uh, little bites. So managed care, how is it different than, I guess, the, the old way of care, I guess, fee for service? How is it different? How, what's your take? Yeah. So, you know, I can obviously only speak from, from our practice and what we do, but I think that managed care, I actually have such a much closer relationship with my patients who have managed care and I know what's going on better with them. Um, plus there's so many more resources I can use, you know, from silver seekers to rides to gosh, even just care managers and, you know, a team of people that are treating the patient and here for the patient, as opposed to feeling lost in the world. Like let's say you've got, you know, a fee for service and you break your leg you don't know which ortho to go to. You don't know what to do next. But if you've got managed care, you can rely on your primary and we can do all that for you and take the guesswork out of it and really make sure you are set up for success while also being so tied into who you're seeing, where you're going, and what's the next step. So I really think with managed care, what I've seen in the last several years of being at Wickler is that my managed care patients you know, sometimes get better care, it seems like, because they just got more resources at their doorstep. So I also heard a little nugget in there that I want to pull out, and that is it's you're coordinating their care and working with the other providers that they may need to be referred to. So you're coordinating where they need to go, but are you actually integrating and working with those doctors to drive out the positive results? Does it go that far? Because how far it does depends it go? On yeah, that's a great question. It depends on the situation, you know. Um, if there's an emergency situation, at least at our office, we've got a nurse who can get on the phone with an office right away and get you an appointment, or we can, the doctors, we even call doctors if we need to, if it's an emergency situation. I mean, that is definitely something that we're able to do. It doesn't happen every single time, but if it requires it, we are more than happy to do that so that you or whoever it is the patient gets the best care possible. Okay. that's. I think that has value. I think Oh my gosh, I think it is. Yeah, I don't even think you can put a price on that. <laughs> no, I, I agree. And I think that sometimes there's this stigma of having to work through your primary doctor to get care. 
and as and it really is not there. And for what I mean by that is, as I, I've learned that if you trust your primary doctor, you trust the process, you trust where you're referred and, and the care you're getting. But if you don't trust your primary, you don't trust anybody, you're, you're, you just don't trust the system. And so I think it's so important uh, for people to really um, feel safe with their doctor. And so how do you as a physician develop trust with your patients? I think that's, yeah, you, that's everything that you said is such a great point. Um, me personally, how I develop trust is, you know, the first visit. I think it's right off the bat, the the energy that you bring into the room. If you're going to bring, you know, negative energy into a room or if you're going to be miserable or if you're going to, you know, whatever it might be, patients can feel that too. And I think that at least at our office, I love our first visit. There's no computer. There's no, um, you know, there's just nothing in the way of developing that relationship. So I love that we sit down with a pen and paper. We go over the patient's history with them. We get to know them. We get to know, you know, everything from if they smoke, drink, or have never done drugs to, you know, what their kids are like and everything in between. Um, and I, I love that just to develop a relationship right away. Um, and I think if you also, we have doctors that we like to refer to and, you know, doctors that we trust. And so, being able to give that to our patients to take the guesswork out of who they're going to see and make sure that they see a quality physician is another huge thing too. So they don't have to worry about specialists and who they need to see. We can handle all that for them. Right. So they the old saying birds of a feather flock together, (laughs) 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 right? Because they're like kind, you have the same values. You're referring to people that you know, they're going to care for your, your patients the way you care for your patients. That's basically what you're saying. Exactly. At the end of the day, I think that who you refer to can is just as much is a reflection on them as it is on you. You know, I my patients put their trust in me to make sure I get them to the right doctor. Do I do it every single time and can I make it happen every single time, ten out of ten? No, I can't, but I strive to do it, you know, nine out of ten times and, and really it's great our office. We get together and we, you know, go over who we like and specialists and meeting different people. It's so crucial so that you can make sure that whoever you're referring to your patient's getting the best care. Wonderful. So shifting to you, what is your, what is the thing that you like to focus on with your patients? What is the most important thing for you to do to work with your patients that you try to accomplish when you first meet your patients? Oh my gosh. I would say that the most important thing is always, I mean, when I first meet them, I establish right off the the baseline that um, I am not someone that's going to jump to a pill right away. I am going to try and fix everything that I can, you know, obviously there's some things where you have to, but I am going to try and fix everything that I can with just modifying lifestyle, modifying diet, modifying exercise, and really taking a look at the person as a whole, as opposed to just throwing a pill at somebody and saying, this will fix this, but who knows, you might have some side effects and then I'll have to give you another pill for those side effects. And that's just it's, it's trouble. It's horrible. So I'm so into preventative care and I really am into just having that, you know, relationship with my patients, like we already talked about, I I say from the get-go, this is not a dictatorship. This is not my body. This is your health, your body, and this is a partnership. So we are going to work together to get you healthy and I will be there every single step of the way. So that's, I always say that at the beginning. Yeah. You know, what's also interesting that I I picked up um, in the conversation we had was that you actually know the members' benefits because I, I know that you even are aware of, like a lot of people that are on Medicare, most of the HMO plans have extra benefits to help them 
to deal with preventative. And so yes. you're you're aware of some of the extras, right? That they offer. Oh my gosh, yes. I just I just had a conversation the other day with a lady. She's switching from um from a Medicare straight Medicare to a um a, an HMO or a managed care, excuse me. And we were talking about like the silver sneakers benefits and how that was going to help her with her diabetes, and we can work on getting her off some of her medications. And yeah, it's so great to be able to utilize those benefits because sometimes we get so rooted in the fact, you know, thinking about what we can't do and what we don't have, but those managed care options, I mean, the list goes on and on. I can barely keep up with all of the great options that they've got. <laughs> no, it is, it is amazing. And so with that, what is, describe the practice that you guys have over Wickler Family Practice. Who is your clientele? And can you describe the value system that you have at Wickler as a whole as a practice, because what you're sh- saying probably is the same with the other physicians that work there. Yes, exactly. So we, we definitely specialize and are very focused in patients uh, 65 and older. That is our primary focus for sure. Um, and we all have a very similar mindset. Yeah, there's three of us DOs, um, two other DO physicians, and then myself, and then an amazing PA and nurse practitioner. And between the five of us, we all practice very similarly. You know, everyone practices a little different, but our whole goal is patient care and making sure that you get a call back and making sure that you have a physician that you can trust and making sure you have a physician you can get a hold of. I mean, we're on call on the weekends because everything happens on Saturday and Sunday, right? It never happens Monday through Friday. So we're there on the weekends (laughs) if our patients need anything. We're there, you know, after hours if patients need something and they can actually talk with the doctor if they need to. So we, our whole goal is to be there for our patients is to show up, it's to be present and it's to be available. And I think that that's the first journey in health is just having a, a physician that's a partner that's going to be there and not leave you hanging for a week or two. Yeah. I know Dr. Eric um, has been my primary physician since 2000 and I don't know, seven, eight. Um, and when he was seeing under 65 patients, I'm still under 65. And <laughs> he has always given me time. Yeah. And, and it's not because of who I am as in the industry It's because that's how he treats his patients. That's been the value system there is that they've always given their, their patients time. And it's a visit is really spending time with you and reviewing and coaching and encouraging, supporting. And, and it's been that way since, since I was there, I know, um, my, my, my matter of fact, the first time I went into him, he told me my weight and I told him his scale was broken. And, uh, <laughs> Everyone says our scale's broken. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I just, That's no, the one broken. complaint, our scale's broken. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then I, uh, he says, Chris, no, we really calibrated every day. I'm like, oh, really? I, I think your scale's broken because I have an electronic one at home and it says I'm, I'm 10 pounds lighter. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's got to be disclosed. That must be it. It's disclosed. <laughs> and then, and then I had to have surgery, unfortunately. And uh, oh, no. and when I was in going in for surgery, I got on the scale. I'm like, oh, jeez, my scale. Another broken, broken scale. Right. <laughs> no, I finally realized I had to take it. Yours was correct because theirs matched yours. <laughs> so um, after surgery, I went on a, I went on a diet and uh, I lost 40 pounds and kept it off. So, um, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's huge. Things. 
and so anyway, but I, I really, um, I, I, I like the broken scale, unfortunately, but the reality is, is that you guys talk about BMI, body mass index and whatnot. And so, um, it's, uh, you guys are, you are looking at the whole body and not just, uh, um, get you in there to make a quick buck and, and then send you out the door. It's really a relationship. And, and I think that's exactly. really important. Anyone that's listening, please, you need to have a relationship with your doctor. If you don't have someone you trust, if you don't have someone that will listen and understand the way you think and how you look at your body and how you want to be taken care of, and they're not in alignment with you, um, you need to find a new doctor. hundred percent. hundred percent. And so there's, there's, and so obviously this is not just selling work the family practice, but there's other doctors that I've run into over in this town that do take the time to care as well. And so please find one. And maybe there's, you know, because work the family is on the east side of town. Maybe you live in the northwest part of the valley. That's too far to drive. There's doctors there too, and so on. Um, the other misnomer, or maybe it was true, but maybe it's, I think it's changed a lot. And that yeah. is, is, is how people get into the doctor's office because people will tell me, oh, it takes three months to go get in to see the doctor. I can't <laughs> ever get care. Tell, right. me what, tell me what is your experience? Tell me from your perspective, what really happens with getting people access to care? So obviously I can only speak for our office, um, but you know what? Our office does a tremendous job of getting people in usually the same day or the next day if they need anything. And if you know, someone can't get in or if there's something that we can handle over the phone, we will make sure that that gets done. Um, our whole goal is is health of our patients. And there's even, there's five of us. And so one of us every day will work late actually to accommodate any visits that people may need to see a physician that day. Um, and so we're we're always focusing our practice and our goal around, around making sure that the patients have access. Access is huge, like you talked about, and that I think at Wickler, it's one of the most amazing things that surprised me the most when I joined was the access that patients have. It's it's unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah. I know for myself that there was a time I had um, a sinus infection years ago. I knew what I had. I knew what was going to, what was going to be needed. And I yeah. called in and, and Dr. Eric was not available. And they told me well, he's not available, but we do have openings. We always leave openings for people that in your situation, but you'll see the nurse practitioner or whatever, whatever. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Right. The PA. Yeah. So, so I was, I was able to just jump right in. Matter of fact, that was, I just drove right in to be honest. They made it that convenient. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. And that's our goal too. And I think, you know, um, we always tell our patients that if for regular follow-ups and for annual exams, you will see your physician, but if it is an acute issue, it might be with the nurse practitioner or the PA if they can't get you in with your doctor, but they're amazing. And it's, I'm just, it's a great, great, great practice. Yeah. So the other half to getting access to doctors is specialists. Um, obviously you're coordinating, coordinating the referrals mm -hmm. and how, what, it, what kind of turnaround times are you seeing there? Because that's, I guess, the other half of the question when it gets access to yeah. providers. Yeah, exactly. So we've got a, a great girl who her whole job is just referrals. Um, so obviously in the beginning of the year when everyone needs new referrals, that can be a little bit overwhelming. But I would say that right now um, with it being in, you know, April, uh, turnaround time's a couple days. And we can usually, I mean, if we need to get you in stat, our office will make sure that you don't leave our office without an appointment. 
with that specialist, excuse me, which is amazing because especially when it's sad or it needs to be something that's done quickly, it's always a little bit nerve-wracking and anxiety-provoking for the patient. Um, and so we try and take all that out of it. But in terms of specialist access, usually um, I, we can get our patients in within one to two weeks. Obviously, that depends on the specialist they're seeing. If they want to see someone in particular, it could be a little bit longer. But our office will always do a, an amazing job at making sure that we can get you in in a couple of weeks with a specialist. That's wonderful. That's great. I think um, that really puts a, a dent into why would you want a fee for service or a PPO plan to figure it out for yourself when you can exactly, have access, exactly. access to someone who's going to be who's going to coordinate your care to help you get but access. You think to about care. like an, yeah, it's like you think about an athlete doesn't navigate their you know sports contract without a, um, an agent. Same thing with medicine. You know, you want to, medicine, is, it's hard to navigate, like you know, and there's so many little nuances and, you know, different things, and, and we take that guesswork out of it. So, it's, it, we help you navigate the crazy world of medicine and make sure that our, our patients are getting the best care. Great. So, um, I think we covered a lot. Is there any other, <laughs> any other thoughts or anything else you would like to, oh, I know what it was I wanted to ask you about. And yeah. another one off the wall, but since we're at the tail end of dealing with COVID. I love it. Yes, <laughs> I love it. There, there's a lot of misnomers about the immunizations. And yes. there's all kinds of conversations, and and I we know it's gotten kind of political. And yes. but at the same time, is from a physician's perspective, can you – Tell the audience why it's important, and whatever you would say to your patients, I guess. I don't need to tell you what to say. Well, what, what would you say to your patients <laughs> about it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Chris, I was waiting for you to tell me what I needed to say. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> take the guesswork out of this one. Um, no, you know, I, I had that conversation this morning. Um, I think everyone's a little bit different. I, my ultimate recommendation is that you should get the COVID vaccine. However, I do understand that people have a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions, and a lot of questions about it. And so I always tell my patients, I say, my job is to educate. And what I would tell my parents or what I would tell, you know, my friends and family is to get the vaccine. I mean, this virus is something that we can't predict what it's going to do. Um, I, I can't predict who's going to have no symptoms, and I can't predict who's going to be in the hospital. And as a physician, we, we really rely on patterns with a lot of things, and there is just no pattern that this virus uh, follows. So I, mm. I do ultimately recommend it for, for all of my patients, especially my patients who have comorbidities or who, who might be at a higher risk of something bad happening if they did get the virus. Um, I've just seen too many crazy things happen in the last year with it that it's, it's better safe than sorry. But I also do understand and, and I take into full consideration my patients who are leery of the timeline of the vaccine or who are leery of, you know, side effects and reactions. Um, and I say, you know what? So we kind of go through what their fears are and I try and help them every single step of the way. And it goes back to that access. So let's say they do get the vaccine and maybe they've got a reaction to where they don't feel well for 24 hours, they can call us and ask us and, and I can respond and help them through that. So they're not alone if something did happen. Um, but the majority of my patients have definitely been very open and um, proactive with getting the vaccine, which is a great thing and just, you know, helping us return back to normal when we can all see each other smile again and <laughs> all that good stuff. So yeah, yeah, that's my ultimate recommendation. 
I've come to that too. And I had mine. I had the one shot one and done, as they say. And did uh, you get the Johnson and Johnson? I did. I was very fortunate. Yeah, to get how did, like, yeah. I had a fever. I had a fever, 36 hour <laughs> fever. Oh my and, God. Uh, and so basically, um, and I have my own theories, but basically it seems like people who don't take medicine at all. Um, and my experience is that it seems like they're the ones that have a small fever or something. And then others who take medicines on a regular basis of some shape or form seem to weather it differently. Like it's, it's, they have less side effects, which is what I noticed. Yeah, that's, but that's an interesting philosophy because I got Moderna and the second one, I mean, I haven't called out to work ever and I, I had to call out. I was so, I was sick for 24 hours. I mean, fevers, chills, body aches. Um, which, I mean, it's good. That's your, that's your immune system creating those antibodies to the virus, which is what you want. But man, that was a brutal 24 hours. <laughs> it was, it was like having, yeah. I had my fever. I had my fever. I had my chills and, um, yeah. and, and then, then it subsided and on we went and I'm, I'm glad I did. Cause I feel you're right. It's, it, there was a little bit, there's some freedom in it. Definitely. So, so there is, there is. Yeah. And I don't know what traveling is going to look like, but I'm just, you know, I'm thankful that I've been able to be vaccinated and um, looking forward to just seeing the world again. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, thank you. Is there anything else in closing that you would, uh, that you would like, is there anything you could ever thought about sharing that maybe in, in our thought process and our, that you'd want to share in closing? Um, I think, you know, we went through over some great topics, but I, I think that the, what I would love to share is just making sure that you trust your physician, making sure that you've got a good relationship with your physician. I mean, laughing and, and joking is great, too. And, and being able, you know, your physician's a human. And so if you don't feel comfortable with your physician, there's so many other great, great physicians in this valley. Um, so I'm truly, truly lucky to be here. And um, obviously, I think our practice is the best, but I'm very biased. <laughs> but yeah. um, anything that I just, just have trust in your physician and be able to trust your physician. And if you don't find anyone, <laughs> yep. right. my well, ultimate thank- recommendation. There. Perfect. Well, thank you, Dr. Medina Culver. That's C-U-L-V-E-R. And uh, for being our guest today and audience, um, thank you for listening. And we look forward to sharing our next podcast with you shortly. Have a great day. Thank you. For more information about the sponsors and topics discussed here today, please visit our website at yianv.com forward slash sunstriders and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash sunstriders.